0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Katherine Toon podcast.
1: All right. Well, hello, everybody. This is Catherine Toon. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. And I have one of my all-time favorite people on the planet with us today. And if you don't know him, which I can't imagine why that would be, but if you don't know him, you will fall in love with him too. His name is Kyle Butler, the exalted, what was it? Bishop Grand Pooba, whatever we decided. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle is a former pastor, but is everything he does is inspirational, motivational. Um, grab him for your speaking venue. He has so much richness that he just, just flows out of him and just love exudes he can't help it. It's just what he does and how he rolls. So Kyle, welcome. I love you. I'm so happy you're here.
0: Thank you so much, Catherine. And I know you said the word he a lot, um, but I, I kind of, I, I thought you were talking about you oh. <laughs> with that intro. <laughs> because the it sounds purple? just like you as well. And had you not said he, I would have thought you were talking about you because you know, all of those things you said about me, is, it's, it's you entirely to So. Thank you so much for having me, and and uh, I love you as you know. And you know, you're when I first met you uh, through Henry Harris, actually mm-hmm. on his show. I knew right away that you're a person I really needed to connect with and, and, and get to know. And I'm so so glad I did.
1: Well, wow, it is so mutual, and we'll just be sitting there going back and forth, uh, gushing. But <laughs> I. <laughs> But I'm sure that you have something brilliant. Uh, you know, Kyle is a very deep thinker. One of his things that he always says, it's good to think, right? And so he does that and he comes up with such profound things. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So we were talking a little bit earlier about some kind of a thought that you'd had and um, sort of extrapolating on that. So tell us kind of what's on your heart. We were talking about identity, however that is. Kyle, take it away.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I I love to think, and to me, things have to make sense, and and that's in every area of life. So as as we grow, right? So we I was this little boy, and I was fascinated by gadgets and radios and things, and I was fascinated how they worked. I wanted to know how they worked, and I would try to take them apart. I try to get inside of them because I wanted to see how things worked and I was always fascinated with that. And then, as I got a little bit older, I started getting into home improvements, electrical, plumbing, and carpentry, and all those kind of things. And I was again fascinated by how stuff works. And once I learned how electricity works, that the general concept, you know, it made you know, it started making sense to me. And then plumbing and carpentry and all these things. So things need to make sense to me. And I think about things, and I, I need it needs to to make sense. So same thing with with life and growing up in a church environment so much of my church experience in the beginning it didn't make sense to me even as a little boy yeah. and i would i would sit in church and i would be paying attention i was i was one of those aware kids you know so i wasn't like an aloof kind of you know kid that's mm-hmm. kind of zoned out to everything going on around him uh, around me i was i was pretty aware i understood what the adults were talking about mm-hmm. but it just never makes sense And then I got kind of programmed to believe you can't really ask God questions and you can't ask people questions. You can't challenge anything. You can't think about anything. You just had to take the narratives as they were and say amen and keep it moving. And I did that. And, you know, honestly, I was miserable because I was trying to understand how what you said was love made me feel so bad (laughs)
1: Yeah, right that is not the fruit of love right i feel crappy right Right. you
0: know if this is love why am i always so afraid if this is love why do i always feel like i'm not good enough if this Mm -hmm. is love why do i always feel like i'm so far outside of your your love your grace your will your mercy i mean you know just right it didn't make sense um and then as I got into ministry, I started to try to find ways to make it make sense within the narratives that I knew, because mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. even at this point consider that maybe the narratives were
1: awful. Right. Or, and you or, weren't you know, allowed to question the perhaps, narratives, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of led me to where I am today. Um, someone who is very, very comfortable questioning, talking about, and perhaps rewriting the narratives.
1: Right. 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 And they're, and they've got to be up for grabs because whatever's solid, I mean, it'll only be more solid in our own mindsets as we question it and grapple with it. It's like, yeah. And then whatever's not, well, it's not, and it needs to be broken off or done away with or whatever. So that's great. I love Mm -hmm. that mind. I mean, you were created with that mind which is yes. was created that way to bless humanity, right? I mean, that's part of why you inspire and motivate is because you have that mind to look back behind the scenes and say, wait a second, this is, yeah, nah, this is not doing it, <laughs> yeah, right? It? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right, I love that. That's so great. And what a contribution because, and also the freedom of being able to do that right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not free to, you're not free not to, you're not free not to, you're not free to, right? And so, right. uh, right? And so, you know, we get to be that. So we were talking a little earlier, mentioned something about identity, which I thought was so brilliant. I was chewing. I was like, oh, this is good. So (laughs) yeah. So give us your your brainchild this morning, which is awesome. (laughs) 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 You were talking about what you were thinking about. Yeah.
0: I was thinking this morning, the thought hit me, And that's really kind of how a lot of this works for me. A thought hits me Mm you know, and I think about it and often it's like, yeah, that's true. Um, Now, let me say this to the listening audience, me reworking, rewriting, retelling, or, you know, kind of tearing apart a narrative. That's what I do for me. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it has to make sense to me. So to the listening audience, maybe some of the things I say won't make sense to you, won't fit with you or your narrative, and that's perfectly okay. You know, I like to tell people you can believe whatever you like. I can believe whatever I like. I'm not going to be upset if you don't believe what I believe. And please don't be upset if I don't believe what you believe. Because guess what? I don't have to live in your head. <laughs> you it's know, really I don't boring. live in mine. So, I have problems find with mine. It <laughs> makes sense to me, right? Right? <laughs> what <will> makes sense <laughs> to me. Yeah. So, the thought hit me this morning. Catherine, that once we find out who we really are, once we discover who we are, or awaken to who we really are, or become consciously aware of who we really are, mm-hmm. then it's really easy to to, 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 you know, to kind of get rid of and, and see who we're really not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, for example, you know, we came up in our in, a, in my church, and from early on, they told me I was a sinner that, you know, I was on my way to hell, that I was going to burn if I didn't saved. that, you know, that I had to do a lot of the stuff. So I got this long list of who they told me I was and things I had to do. Right. And I didn't know any better. I said, okay, well, <laughs> I don't want any bad thing to happen, so I better get in line. Yeah. i told a yeah. lot. Yeah. But one day I discovered, wait a minute, if I am, and, and I don't kind of cope with it, Fred, he's here. I was listening to him back when I was a Copelandite. And uh, he pulled up a A, a verse in chapter 17 of John, John chapter 17. And it says, Jesus is praying. And he says, Father, show them that you love them just as much as you love me. And maybe I've read it before being a pastor many times before, you know, I don't remember, but all I do know that day, mm-hmm. it was like, whoa, what? How can that be? Because right. that was like a like a slap in the face to everything I'd ever thought about me, about humanity, you know? We right. can't be on that same level mm-hmm. with Jesus in any kind of capacity. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, that really got the ball rolling. Yeah, know? it's a so, good ball you know, to roll. Once you realize yes. Yeah, once you realize that you are loved with this great love, then it's really hard to to kind of see. Well, well, I can't be that. Mm-hmm. I can't be that dirty, wretched, no good, unworthy sinner right. if I'm loved, just like Jesus is loved. Or I can't be ding, this person ding, ding, that has ding. to do all this work to get God's approval if this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Exactly. So once once it once it captures you and you see for yourself who you are. It gets really easy to start to get rid of all that stuff that you know you're not.
1: Exactly. All that stuff that made you feel afraid, less than, not right. good enough, dirty, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. And exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. And, and that's so true. And that's the starting place because we got, we, we can't start from, you can't start from what you're not. Right. Right. And, right. Because that's like trying to stand on ground that's not there. Right. And so. Right. Right, so you have to stand on something solid. So you're saying, well, if God loves me as much as He loves Jesus, right? Like if I'm that Mm -hmm. lovable and that valuable, then what does it mean for everything else? Right. Right. Exactly. And And that was a
0: launching point,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's so huge, and I I think so many people struggle with that. And religion is a business that takes advantage of trying to. you know, sell you the fact that you're what you're not or what you, you are a sinner, right. you are this. And then you got to jump through all these hoops and tithe and give us money. Well, we're trying to get right. you out of that place <laughs> because apparently yeah. God loving you is not enough or you being as loved as much right. as Jesus is, is not enough. Right, and right. so you're never yeah. enough. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. R- religion created a problem Religion said, okay, this is the problem. You're this in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. And then religion also tried to create a solution. But the solution they created really didn't put you in a place of being better It just puts you in a place of being slightly better,
1: (laughs) slightly, slightly less dungish. Yes, right,
0: exactly. Right, you know, you smelled a little bit. The design is to keep you (laughs) beholden to the system of Mm -hmm. being unworthy, yeah, so that you think you're working in this system makes you a little bit more worthy, but you're never going to quite get there. So it it was a brilliant plan. Whoever came up with it, I I don't know, so well, right.
1: It does across so many different spheres because then all of a sudden yeah. you're having to work to be worth something and and right. and if you exactly. have to work to be worth something, you're never worth something because exactly. you're only as good as the hoops you jump through and there's always more hoops
0: always 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 yeah, we grew up in that environment and know I remember we would have these long revivals, so it'd be a week revival or two-week long revival, and we'd be there every night. I'm talking about from 7 o'clock to 12 o'clock, you know, every night. And, you know, so the the next Sunday, if you decided, you know what, I'm not going to church today, you would feel a, a truckload of
1: guilt even though you just spent two horrible. weeks in church every night, right? Oh, it's so horrible! It's it's making me tired just hearing you talk about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you need, you needed some reviving from your revival. Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: today I couldn't even consider doing such a thing. You know, I just I would say, yeah, no way in the world. I remember. You know, and also things. You know, I can be pretty sarcastic, right? So, when things <laughs> stop making sense for me, right, then my sarcasm, my sarcasm kicks in. Yes. So I remember telling a friend of mine when I said, "You know what? If I never go to church again, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. I've put in enough time." And they said, "Well, how could how could you feel that way? You know, don't you think God will be upset at you?" And I would say, "Look, i will tell God face to face. Hey, God, look, I gave you nearly 40 years. Then what?" That's not good
1: enough. I don't know what to tell you. You put in your time. (laughs) I put in my time. I don't know what else to tell you. Well, yeah. I mean, and it takes everything out of the place of relationship, right, where it's about some sort of service that we got to jump through to keep a grumpy God at best happy and, right. uh, which is know, impossible. It's, it's, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So you wonder, like, who are you yeah. actually talking to that has that kind of, cause honestly, I wouldn't want to, like, I mean, I'll do respect, Kyle. If you were like that to me, I probably wouldn't be like wanting to hang around you. And so if God's oh, no. like that, why would we want to hang around him? Cause it's right. just painful. Right. We have enough right. pain. Right. We're needing pain right. relief, right? Not exactly. pain augmentation. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's the beautiful part about what we're discovering from within ourselves of who we really are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're discovering that we're not this low grade creation that God despises. We're, we're not this, this 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 set of beings who is 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 inherently flawed. We're we're not these creatures who would God would much rather throw away than to save. We're not any of those things. You know, we're, we're divine beings created out of divine source of all good and love. And this is who we really are. Absolutely. And, you know, it, there's, there's so many aspects about how we have devalued ourselves. Absolutely. And the things we've done, really, when you look at it objectively from a distance, you're looking at the things we did, the things we believed, the things we said, and you're looking at it objectively, you're saying, wow, we really did devalue us. We really did put ourselves in a place of being less than who we really are. And we did it thinking this was what we're supposed to
1: be. know, it's so crazy.
0: Once you see it differently for the first time and you start to really indulge in this possibility that you are a divine being, that you are perfect with love and you are perfect love itself. When you start to really indulge in this ideal and these thoughts and it starts to resonate inside of you and rings from the inside of you, it becomes a lot easier to to, to hear things and see things about your old thoughts and beliefs and say, no, no, uh-uh. Definitely
1: not. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, I know. Absolutely. I mean and that's and and that really is freedom. I mean it's so heartbreaking when you think of it because if God is love and he created a race of children that look just like him in their flavor, so why would he create something he despises? I mean it's just so right. like Like, who came up with this idea, right? You know what I mean? I mean, it really does make no sense. And so I I think God inside each and every one of us is trying to convince us of our value. Uh, Because we have been brainwashed. You know, I wasn't actually raised in church. I was raised in a secular humanism kind of as a religion. But it had that same religious overlay because we were still worthless. We were still only as good as what we did. And it's yeah. just bondage in any flavor, in any variety of religious overlay. It's just bondage. And so God has to heal us of these fractured ways. I mean, you know, and if that's what God yeah. is, like, who wants to do that for us? Forget that. Forget that noise. Yeah. You know, Yeah. <laughs> right. And if that's who yeah. we are, it's it's hopeless. Let's go stick our head in the oven. But, right. you know, but. God wants his kids free. He wants us fully alive and fully human and tracking yeah. with the divinity that we have. So we get it. I mean, really, yeah. we really do get it all. But I think um, trying to recover from that toxic religious overlay, it, I mean, it, it, it takes a bit. I mean, I, we're still in process because yeah. the truth is we don't know what we don't know.
0: And right, you know, exactly. right? So
1: we just exactly. kind of follow the breadcrumbs. So how mm-hmm. has that been for you? Have have in in kind of your journey detoxing from all this mess and all these kind of false identities, right? Um, and all of that. How how has that been for you in relationship with other people? Has it been, um, you know, have you just had to duke it out? Have you just had to? Have you lost <laughs> friends? Have you won? You know, one friends and influence people. How's that been for you?
0: you know, it's been a, a, a smorgasbord of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really has. It, it probably started for me back as, as you know as late as 2007. That's really when I got the first inkling of. perhaps my narrative was off. That was the very first inkling I had, um, and, and it went slowly through 2007 through 2000, 2008. And then I, I got some some key bits of information from within me from 2009 that really kind of set the ball going. Um, and then I kind of, guess, just kind of coasted along for a while. And, and maybe about 2014 or thirteen, thirteen or fourteen. That's when I really, you know, took a deeper plunge because by by that time. You know, a lot of what I thought I was doing by faith and a lot of things I thought I was believing for through grace really hadn't materialized. Mm-hmm. And I just started asking the question, you know, if it takes this long, then do I really want it? Right.
1: just <laughs> you know? knocking I mean, yourself out. it takes this
0: long to get me something and to help me, then what's the point? I go ahead and do it myself. You know?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is not working. And, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. So you know. After you know, seven, eight, nine years of a hard, I went through. A, I went through about seven hard years of a faith grind that was kind of, you know, unprecedented for me. Where mm-hmm. you know, I, I I laid down the law on the word and said, I'm going to stand on this and it's going to be everything it says. I'm going to make it perform for me in these in these areas, and it didn't. And I, And this is not an indictment against God. It's, it's an indictment against my understanding of, of what God required or, you know, needed or whatever. Right. And I dug in that way. So about 2013, 14, I had come to the end of myself, the end of my willingness to work anymore right. or to do anymore. Right. And then that's when it really started to accelerate. And, um, then it took me to maybe the last year where the last year has been just an explosion. Of of thought and ideal, and seeing things on a on a bigger scale, and I started saying, Catherine, man, we 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 got this thing too small. We're looking at this way too small, way 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 too small. If God is as big as we believe God to be, then these narratives just are way too small. They just they just can't they can't work. They can't work for all of humanity. They can't work for all of creation. They can't work for all of the magnificence of what we understand of what God is. These are just too small. And it just started like exploding into bigger possibilities and bigger ideas. And I love where I am today. I absolutely love where I am today. I've never had this kind of peace or rest before ever. I am perfectly okay. I don't do any of the disciplines that I you know public right. disciplines before. Um, you know, I I'm still hearing beautifully and wonderfully from within. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's growing. I'm seeing myself in a better light, humanity in a better light, you know, where we're going in a better light, how you know, what's next in a better light, mm-hmm. possibilities are expanding. So you know, it's it wasn't always, you know, the smoothest of rides as it is now. Right. But I do tell people whatever your road is, whatever that journey is for you, mm-hmm. you got to come to a point in a place that you're just going to say, I'm going to enjoy the journey, whatever that looks like.
1: Really, well, When you think about it, what else is there than a journey, right? So, yeah. you know, to have arrived would make the whole thing be it's really that small right? So, and yeah, so yeah. the beauty is in the journey and the relationship with, with God and with one another on the journey, because yeah. that's what matters. It's that, it's that mm-hmm. doing and learning and growing right together, which is so yeah. meaningful and, you know, and not trying to get somewhere, you know? Uh right. So, you know, I mean, we celebrate when we reach milestones, but if that's all there is, right. That's depressing. <laughs> Regardless of how great it is, right? As you said, God is so huge. Why are we trying yeah. to contain it like that or contain him or, yeah. uh, like that? Um, and, um, and, and, and the beauty is in the relationship along the way. And so I love the way you're describing how you're engaging, you know, in, in, in a, a free way, in a relational way, in an open way. Um, that you're yeah. not putting limits and constructs that limit like who God is for you and who you are in all that and who people are, who humanity is. You're in, you're out, all of that mess that we are, are right. uh, detoxing from. Um, and, and that's beautiful. I mean, that is, and, and that's eternal, you know, that's an eternal yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Um, which yeah. makes it yeah. incredible, you know, and that, and, yeah. and, 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 and operating in that way with one another, um, is gorgeous. That's heaven on earth is becoming one, uh, the way we were originally intended to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so,
1: that's so beautiful. And you know, apparently it's working for you. You're, you know, Mm -hmm. we talk about fruit. Well, you've got peace, you have joy, you have freedom Uh, and relationship. And I mean, that's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. Yeah. What would you recommend to someone who's like, well, you know, uh, I'm kind of grappling with some of the old things, and maybe, maybe there's not eternal conscious torment, or maybe, you know, whatever there is. How are you? How how help someone out who's kind of grappling and sort of saying, you know what, I'm kind of scared or whatever. What give us some brotherly advice here?
0: Back <laughs> to two thousand nine. One day, I was in a moment of of, of, a place where I've been very often, most of my at least adult Christian journey in ministry. I was in that moment where I thought God was condemning me because I wasn't doing enough. I thought I was hearing, like I had always heard, "Kyle, Kyle, you're blowing it. You're not taking advantage of this time. I need more from you. And I remember feeling disgusted again the empty time thinking you know God I, I just can't get it right I mean I tried every every modality I've tried every system I've tried every routine to try to make sure I give you more time every day and I, I I'm just I'm just I guess I'm incapable and um, I remember I was laying across my bed feeling dejected feeling as if God was on me again you know telling me that I'm never going to reach anywhere in ministry because I just can't get it right and I remember just letting you feel so dejected and I heard from within for the first time, son, when are you going to trust that you already have everything you need to do whatever it is that I want you to do? And I remember I jumped up off the bed and I thought, you know, then all of a sudden all these scriptures that related to that started like (laughs) filtering down like, you know, Jeremiah and this person and that person, all these things. And I'm like, that's right. That's right. I have everything, and I remember saying, "If I never go to church again, you mean I still got enough? If I never pray again, you mean I still have enough? If I never read the Bible again, I still have enough." And to every question I asked, it just kept saying, "Yes, you already got it. You already got it. You already got it." And so I remember feeling. I first of all, I instinctively believe, instinctively, like, "Yep, mm-hmm. yep, no question about it." It just, yep, it just resonated. It felt right. It felt right. Like it was just what it was always had been. So after that experience, number one, I never felt that way again. That I I wasn't doing enough. Never. Came, Thank God. Came, Got forever. delivered. And this this was <laughs> a, a seemingly a lifelong battle up until that point. Yeah. I can so I, I use this example to tell people this. From that moment, I made up in my mind that whenever I hear something from within me. No matter how contradictory it is to anything I'd ever learned before, heard before, or knew in my mind, I was going to go with what I heard it within mm-hmm. because of that experience it gave me, that feeling it gave me a completeness of wholeness of peace. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to stick with whatever right I hear from within, no matter how contradictory it is or scary it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that would be my advice to people. Everyone's journey is done not the same so it may not work that way for everyone but i do believe that we're all going to hear from within and what we hear from within will contradict what we've been indoctrinated with even though we don't understand it as indoctrination at the time yeah and my advice again go with what you hear from within you will always feel better regardless of the fears at the time regardless of the how, how skeptical or, or trepidatious it may feel like at the moment, you will feel a peace that you have never felt before about whatever it is is telling you.
1: Yeah. I mean, God, God leads through peace. And so there's something like you're yeah. one with him. And so he's leading you. And so where that's not yeah. where there, where it looks like, wow, that's kind of flies in the place of what I was taught about. Da, 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 da. Well, I mean, so who gets to be God? Is it what you learned? Or is it your relationship right, right. with God and, 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 and how right. much he cares and, and leads us? And if there is, you know, it's amazing how that stuff irons out over time uh-huh. when you're like, well, yeah. I know this in my knower, but how does that work with this scripture or this, whatever I learned? And it's amazing how, how God irons those things out. But I think we run a danger yeah. when you go, when you sort of violate what you kind of know to be true inside and you, and you squelch that voice instead of to listen to all these other external voices because they've got degrees or they've got their, they've got, you know, a name in front of them or whatever, you know, God is all about leading his kids. And so, um, so who, who are you going to follow? And so if there is a disconnect, you know, trust God to help iron things out for you because by all means, follow peace, follow peace yeah right you know and there's just so much that flows out of that and clearly it's working uh you know uh you've got such gorgeous you exude that peace you exude that love and oh my goodness like ding 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 i think that's what we're supposed to be doing (laughs) yeah imagine that (laughs) right yeah absolutely absolutely well we're kind of getting near the top of our time. Any final words, uh, of advice that you want to give?
0: You know, I would just say to everyone listening that, again, this is a journey that we're all on. And I know we like, we, we like the familiarity of, 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 you know, what we understand and what we believe we mm-hmm. think, you know, what we think we believe. But there, there's going to come a time in every area of your life. Where you're going to be challenged with new information in every single area of your life. There's going to be times where a, a way that you used to do it may not be the best way to do it anymore. There's, there's going to come something that's going to be easier, faster, or less strenuous to, to a, a way to do it. So I encourage people. We're, we're in an information age, as they call it. We're in a time where consciousness is, is you know, we're, we're we're stepping into this this higher consciousness that rates with. You know, we haven't done in our lifetime before where our understanding is, is, is increasingly, you know, developing and we're, we're seeing things about ourselves. We're understanding things about ourselves that we've never probably understood before seen. So, I, you know, don't be afraid. Just, just don't be afraid. The fear you feel, the trepidation you feel, the worry you stress you feel, they're all indicators. You know, they're trying to tell you something. Fear is not meant to tell you don't do it, or don't go, or, or stop. Fear is meant to tell you you shouldn't fear it, you shouldn't be afraid, you shouldn't feel this way. It's here to tell you this is not a normal feeling. And if you find out why it's trying to get your attention, then it's easier to begin to flow into the peace and the, the the you know that passes all understanding. So. I would, I would just encourage people in that way. Once love becomes your, 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 your center, and you see yourself as being perfectly loved, and you start to feel yourself as being perfectly loved, and you're starting to, you, you're a person seeing yourself as perfectly loved and understanding yourself as such, then fear really loses its voice because it just doesn't have anything else to point to anymore Absolutely. and that's part of the journey
1: yeah that's so gorgeous well wow Kyle this is so awesome if people want to get in touch with you find Kyle for your speaking engagement or for whatever you have uh, so how do they get in touch with you Kyle
0: Uh right, well you go to my website kylelbutler.com <clears throat> I gotta do some updating on that website because <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been out about it in a while but it, it does have all my social media links, so that's why I point people there. You can click Facebook, which is my main platform, but also my YouTube link is there and my Instagram link. So you can get to all of my sites there, at com. but I do have to update the website a little bit uh, <laughs> because I, I noticed the other day... It, Kyle Butler ministries across the
1: top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you that know. was then.
1: <laughs> well, tweaks and things. It's good. So, it's all good. Well, so but don't
0: <laughs> if you see that don't don't get afraid and think oh my god you know he's gonna preach at me no I don't want to uh, preach to you no um, but they, you know hopefully I can I can say some encouraging things to mm-hmm. you about you. Um, which really are going to be centered around how loved you are, how magnificent you are, how great you are, how good you are. And if that's preaching, then yeah, I'm I'm guilty.
1: Yes, absolutely. Preach the the good stuff, the good stuff, the happy stuff. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kyle. I love you so much. Everybody go find Kyle and give him lots of money. (laughs) You have a donation button (laughs) to support Kyle Butler Ministries. (laughs) That is, go find him. He's amazing, and God will bless you. <laughs> yes, that's right. God will bless you. That's right. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much once again, and um, I hope thank we can welcome. touch base and you'll come back again sometime soon.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Catherine. You're you are one of the one of the examples of a bright, shining love that. I never get a scene in hearing from. So thank you for all that you do as well for humanity. And you are, you are just undeterred in your mission to let people know how loved they are. And the world needs more people like you. I was going to say more Catherine Tunes, but there's only going to be one Catherine. So we don't need duplicate <laughs> little Catherine, but we need more people with the vision and the heart. Thank you. To inspire people through love and by love or for love. So thank you all well for what
1: you do. Ah, ah, well, thank you, Kyle. Love you. And everybody, um, I hope you've enjoyed this. Share this with someone who needs it. And go uh, find, seek out Kyle and all, all his um, different venues that he's on. And everybody have a fabulous day. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.